Today, we're talking to Laura and Gabby from That Tech Pod about the impacts of ChatGPT, making meaningful content, and more. You're listening to Joel Beasley, Modern CTO. So you're from DC. Mm-hmm. And what is your name? Gabby. Gabby. Yes. And you are? I mean, you invited us. You don't know, know who we are. It's <laughs> no, I don't. My name is Laura. It's great to meet you, Joel. <laughs> Wait, is that your name? I just want to no, make sure. No, no, no. Just checking. Yeah. People just call me Modern CTO like uh, in public. Yeah. Modern CTO. Reservations. <laughs> CTO, what's up? What up? <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. So why did you start making content? What's the deal? Why did you get into this world? Yeah. Well, Laura, I think I like this story. Uh, we have been friends for like, how long? We're, let's not say how long. I don't want to talk no about that. No one needs that. to know that, but yeah. a long time. That's all you need to know. Yeah. And uh, we... Um, during the pandemic, I feel like this is a cliche thing by now, but we were kind of just like, all right, what do we do? Like, we're bored. And Laura was kind of like, you know what? You have a sick podcast voice. Yeah. I'm not saying I do, but she, she does. Says I do. She does. So, and then I can also edit and I'm a producer and all this stuff. And then Laura works in tech and we just thought to make a tech podcast. What really happened is I called her and I was like, yeah. Gabby, listen, she kind of you have an me. incredible voice. <laughs> we should use it. And she was like, okay, what? And then I was like, let's do a podcast around these tech forms like e-discovery, data privacy, cybersecurity. And she was like, what's e-discovery? I was like, yeah. this is perfect. No idea. Yeah. And that's what happened. E-discovery sounds kind of boring. What is it? It's it boring. Is boring. Yeah. In yeah. fact, that's. I guess I shouldn't be sharing this because uh, no, cybersecurity. But like, uh, our one of our passwords is that e-discovery is boring. And then there's, it was. there's other numbers it and was. characters. Yeah, that yeah. was our very first password. We were like, "How? We're what should in. we make this yeah. for one of these uh, accounts we had?" And she was like, "E-discovery is boring." Ah. And I was like, "But what okay. is e-discovery, Laura? It's boring." <laughs> Electronic yeah. discovery. But that's why we did it is long, these things long. are boring to some. And yeah. so we wanted to bring excitement to it. And that's why when we're going back to content creation, how do you take something so boring and <laughs> not and make it not boring? Well, it's yeah. clear that you just start with that topic and change it to a different topic. That's how we got a new password. That's how you yeah. that's how you bring <laughs> you bring the people in that are here for your discovery and then you go go in all sorts of directions. Yeah. And yeah, I think um we also like really wanted to make something that was a little fun. Mm-hmm. Um in the tech space, like it's very at least what I've seen and what when we were doing research, you know, it was kind of uh, very very technical um, and very um boring. Boring and very um like company based and mm. very uh you bias. know, very biased. Sort of bias, you yeah. know, or the podcast would be sponsored by X, Y, and Z company and and blah, blah, blah. And we really wanted to bring an unbiased, fun um, podcast about tech. We want we yeah. want the content to actually shine because there's a lot of podcasts in data privacy, cybersecurity, e-discovery, and a lot of them are owned by companies specific. A lot of them you're seeing the exact same people that are leaders in the industry over and over. And they're these boring Podcasts. I can't say boring enough because that that was fundamentally the problem for us. Mm-hmm. And you can't even get the content if you're so bored listening that you don't even want it. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so you talk about e-discovery, yeah. cybersecurity. Is are you broadly technology now? It's that tech pod is the name of it. Yeah, that yeah. is the name. Thanks for sharing it. Yeah. 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 So I think from my perspective. 
being someone who it does not have the tech background, um, I do like it to be pretty broad and I like to focus. I think I, you know, like, uh, Laura definitely does the more technical stuff and especially with e-discovery, like that's her thing. But then I think we also like to ask like the philosophical questions around tech, um, a little bit of the policy implications of some of the things going on. Um, like for example, with data privacy, all, you know, compliance and all that stuff. So, um, I think we kind of offer a little bit for everyone, for the people that do like mm-hmm. the more nitty gritty technical stuff. And then the people who maybe are just curious and interested and want to learn more. And we are focused on making it really digestible and accessible to both categories of people. I think. Yeah, I would agree. How long were you doing it before you started to make money? Um, honestly, we got really lucky and we started making money around month four. Mm-hmm. Um, but unintentionally. So we had we had a plan where we were looking at how do podcasts make money mm-hmm. and what does that look like? Because we didn't start to make money, but realized it's a lot more work than you realize. Mm-hmm. It's a lot more time than you realize. And you have to, as soon as you miss a, an episode or airing, which thankfully we haven't, but in reading that, you realize like then your fan base, your followers, yeah. they no longer can depend on you. And we didn't want any of that. So we're putting in all this time and we realized this is expensive. So how can we fund this and keep it going? Um, so we had started looking at different options from having paid subscribers to having our guests pay to sponsorships, and we had a bunch of guests from Ernst & Young come on, honestly, because we liked them. We looked at mm-hmm. different people, so a lot of them were very specific of data privacy, for example, and we had said to them, like, you know, how do you get sponsored by a major corporation like Ernst & Young? And they were like, you have to pitch to it, you know, you you pitch to us, mm-hmm. not them, but their company, and uh, yeah, we did. That was where we were like, you know what, let's pitch directly to EY. Um, and we did, and we got lucky, and they were, at that point, it was it happened to be their budget time, and mm-hmm. yeah. Are you on a path where this could become your full-time job? I think we'd like that to be the end goal. I think we love what we're doing, and we want to expand on. Um, we recently brought Kevin on, who he does the ending. He'll judge you after this, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but we're expanding to have more education, and that's why we brought Kevin on. So we, he's making education videos and things like that, and we want it to not just be a podcast, but a full-tech media company. So we have a few other things we're not ready to announce yet, but that we're kind of working on. And I, I think eventually, yeah, we're hoping to get there, but I don't, I don't think we're there just yet. You think it's like six months, a year, two years? Oh my God, don't put pressure on us. <laughs> I'm just curious. Slow and steady. You just kind of go with it. Yeah. I mean, our when we started, we said we probably won't make money until year three if we're able to succeed. And our hope is by year five to either really be where we want or to say this was fun, but we can't. Mm-hmm. Um, Again, I think we were fortunate to have that happen sooner than we expected, but yeah. I don't I don't know the exact time frame just yet. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, and I think to just go back to like making money in sponsorship, like I think the the strategic thing I think that we were thinking of is like um maybe play it more 
that companies would want to sponsor us, but we need to be very clear in that we, like one of the selling points is that we are unbiased. Correct. And so even though we do have sponsors, we, um, we've rejected sponsors. We've rejected sponsors who wanted to have more editorial control. Oh yeah. And we keep that. And that's very important to us. We also, obviously we want to get paid. Obviously we love sponsors at the same point. (laughs) We don't want a sponsor that we we don't feel if we are advertising for them is something that we would actually use up their products or yeah. we respect their, their company mission. and believe yeah. in their mission. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I've turned down advertisers. That was really hard it's, at first it's to so turn hard down dollars and, and exciting. And then I <laughs> looked at media in an entirely different way. Like yeah. I bet you those soulless corps, they don't turn down <laughs> dollars. They just take the money and say whatever they want to say. Yeah. yeah. Like, but for myself, because and I think that's largely why the medium is doing well, because right? people mm-hmm. start to know you. They listen to your mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. You'll share stories. They'll get to know who you are. You'll develop a sense of trust with them. Mm-hmm. When I get off stage at a conference, people will walk up and start talking to me about my kids or my wife mm-hmm. or something that happened mm-hmm. in my life. Yeah. And when you have that, if you start recommending or at least highlighting and bringing on people that have horrible products yeah, and you're overly nice to them, in some way that's insinuating like, hey, this is a great company, go work with them. Right. That's They're going to hate you forever. They're going to yeah. take your recommendation, go have a bad experience, and then associate you with that bad experience. Yeah. yeah. Joel, I have a question for you. Yeah. So you have a lot of cool guests on your podcast. Um, and I was listening to an episode recently where you had on, um, you did one on Dun & Bradstreet. Mm. And I love that episode. Here, for everyone listening, you guys should check out Modern CTO. It's a solid episode. Now, we did three almost back-to-back with Dunn and Bradstreet. So oh, wow. which one did you like? Oh, well, now I'm like, I didn't know there were three. So the one yes. I listened to. Um, but it's not actually about the episode. The point was you're bringing on people that are interesting. Mm. And so we always focus on having people that are interesting, having content that makes sense. But you, I mean, you had the CTO of Microsoft on yeah, at Kevin, some point. Yeah. yeah. How are you getting people that are so high, not just in, you know, the industry, but I mean, it's, that's huge. How, how did you get those people to come on? So from, from start to where we are now, at first, and I, I followed Gary V, and that was the idea and the blueprint for everything. So it started out with me just every single night going home, and emailing 200 different technology leaders and asking them to come on. Mm-hmm. And then I would talk to whoever would talk with me. Mm-hmm. And I had some friends because that was my industry that I was in through building software teams. And so I had some of my friends on. They weren't the larger names, but they at least got the show started. Mm-hmm. And then I just went after things I thought were cool. I think episode one is with a video game creator and mm-hmm. Adrian Dura. And, and I just did whoever would talk to me on topics I thought were cool. Yeah. And that went on for six months, just every single day, finding 200 people, emailing them, Mm. and then networking through the people that I know. Hey, who else do you know that's really good at talking that could come on the podcast? So I get a lot of great referrals from the guest. Mm. Here's the trick only ask the good guest for that. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So I did that and started to to grow it there. And about six, six months in, I was doing anywhere from, three to five episodes a day recording. 
and we That's weren't releasing them all. So there's, there's about 100 unreleased episodes of this oh, show. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah, because we started recording more than we could produce, and mm. we didn't have... I hope we don't become one of those numbers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you heard this, we made it. Yeah. This was before... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you made, made the it. cut. <laughs> no, but... Uh, so we had really limited funds, and it was just me and me and my version of Kevin, right? Mm-hmm. And it was just us trying to figure it out out of this like six hundred dollar a month space, and yeah. and just trying to make it work, and living through my savings. So mm-hmm. we weren't making money on it. I was still building software and had a couple projects over there that was helping me fund it, and then savings from a financial software company I had built and sold my part in. So. We're doing all these episodes to the point where I was losing my voice. My wife says, hey, you got to stop doing so many episodes because I need to be able to talk to my husband after work. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Valid point. Mm-hmm. Logic yeah. is good. So I cut <laughs> it back two to three a day. Then ultimately it ended up cutting back to you know three to five a week. And that's where I'm at now. And we've been there for years. Mm. And it was about months, somewhere between six and eight months, I believe. And I could be wrong because it's been about six years now. But... I got a call from, in the same week, we connected with the CIO of T-Mobile, Cody, and the CTO of Microsoft, uh, Kevin Scott. It's a really good week. I know. It was a really good week. <laughs> yeah. I literally like was jumping up and down excited, like a little kid. <laughs> yeah. And I was kind of nervous, too, because they were the two biggest people I'd ever spoken to. Yeah. Right? So I did those two episodes, we released them, and that's the moment we saw the first signs of it switching from me having mm. to reach out to people mm-hmm. to people reaching out to me. Yeah. And so it slowly built. And by the end of the first year, I was doing no outreach and we had a six-month backlog of upcoming guests. And that's when I figured out how to make money because I forget which guest it was, but somebody wanted to come on. I said, great, we're six months out. And they said, well, we have a product launch and we mm. can't wait six months. And I said, my version of Kevin, I said, what should we do? <laughs> I was like, I need another Kevin. Yeah. And so I said, if you pay for me, I can go hire another Kevin and yeah. then we can produce your show Yeah, and we can do it. We did a couple episodes with them and they said, okay, this, we have a budget for that. I said, really? They said, yeah. I said, well, can you tell me about the budget and how it works and yeah. you know, other proposals? And then I found yeah. out that there's this entire industry mm. and they do these incredibly boring media <laughs> interactions at conferences, probably similar to the podcast you were talking mm-hmm. about before. Yeah. But yeah. they would sit there, lights around them, pay 10, 15 grand. They ask them questions back to back to back off of a script, mm-hmm. say thank you, collect their money. Yeah. They go, some person who doesn't care, is not really involved, just edits it in a very generic way. Mm-hmm. They send it off to the company. They put it on their social media. It gets three views mm-hmm. and they call it a day. <laughs> I was like, which, which totally is crazy to think about, though, yeah. because like, and that's partly like that's what exactly what Laura was kind of pitching to me because she was like, "There is money in this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just uh, figuring out a way to like make it something that we want to do and, and do then it the right way, and do it the right way." Yeah, um, and it, yeah, and it's just it, it's insane when you think about it. Like, what is that for? <laughs> like, like what's it's, the benefit? It's like a new form in, of in marketing. That, yeah. Right. Yeah, I, I think it was one of those things where people used to hire marketing companies. And I mean, it started with they would like mail things. Like, I'm actually going to send mail to people. And then all of a sudden it became we're going to do like 
virtual mail and things like that. And now people even remember when people were like, oh, a commercial Mm -hmm. or a billboard (laughs) um, to now I think things are so social media based that you have to have other forms. And Mm -hmm. it's tough not being Gen Z. I mean, (laughs) I wish I was Gen Z. I would be ready to go social media. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely an art. Mm-hmm. To figure out how to do it, there's not an yeah. exact science. You just the simplest thing I've come up with is you find an audience and you figure out how to bring them value. And your yeah. value could be through you covering topics in a not boring way, and that's mm-hmm. your yeah. entrance into the market. Or mm-hmm. for me, it was figuring out how to talk with tech leaders to share what they learned, going from individual contributor all the way up to running NASA or Microsoft, yeah, and their path. And then people who were growing in their tech career started listening. And then after three years of just doing that, I got a little bored, yeah. to be honest with you, because yeah. there's only so many leadership books and types of situations and advice. Yeah. Josh and I were talking about this yesterday. <laughs> but I, from there, I just started figuring out, like, what do I want to do? Who do I want to talk to again? Always revisiting it. The best piece of advice I've ever gotten is every quarter in my phone, there's a recurring event that says, Are you, you know, happy doing what you're doing? Are mm. you engaged with what you're doing? Are you excited about it? Is there anything yeah. you can delegate? I love that. Yeah, I got that from this guy named Andy, who's a who's a mentor for me. Cool. And so yeah, so I did I did that and it grew. And now we're here today talking to these rock stars. <laughs> Joel, I have an idea for mm-hmm. you. Yeah. I think for your next podcast, because I know you love to do spinoffs, mm-hmm. I think you should do one that's like modern failed CTO. Okay. And you just oh, bring yeah. people on that tried to be millionaires, tried to be billionaires, tried to be CTOs, tried to start a company. Yes. Like that's the trend, mm-hmm. but they failed. I and then it. you ask, <laughs> what went wrong? Like I would love that because people are constantly like, you know, how did you, Mark Zuckerberg, how did you do this? Or, you know, Mark Cuban, or I'm like sticking on Mark, this. Um, uh, let's do another Mark. Yeah. Who can what's we? another Mark? Andreessen. Yeah, there we yeah, go. There we go. Um, <laughs> you know, people are always asking, how did you get to where you are? Mm-hmm. But I would rather hear people that failed mm-hmm. so failed, you can yeah. learn like what not to do, what are common and also mistakes that the people made. Perseverance of yeah. trying to do something you love. Yeah. And then maybe that just not working out, yeah. but maybe it shifts into something different. Yeah, that what is happened? also really cool. What did you do? Right, yeah. Because that kind of happened to you, Joel. You know, <laughs> like yeah. you went out there and you were crushing it at like age 11, succeeding, yeah. coding around, taking Overachiever like, over there. oh, was there a car accident? <laughs> no big deal. I'm going to make my life better. And then you were like, oh, mistake, but then came back. And for those not listening, I, I'm not sharing on purpose because it's not my story and I don't know what you want them to know, but you're kind of like that. Thanks for listening to the Joel's Life Story episode. <laughs> I appreciate that. Turns out I sometimes listen to this podcast called Modern CTL. Oh, let's plug it. <laughs> yeah, I know that's, uh, that's, yeah, that's a lot to think about. Yeah, yeah, so suggested. So if you guys all heard it now, but obviously if this we happens, need a cut of any of the we're a part from of that, that uh, okay. yeah, that podcast. So we're <laughs> a part of it. So I've, if it happens, it's us. So I'll explain to you the hesitation and then why I wouldn't do it, and then a possible solution to how we could do it. Okay, okay. love okay. to hear it. I don't want to be around people who like are failures in a current mm-hmm. state of failure. I want to be around people who yeah. have failed a bunch and then figured it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. but I think it's a valid idea. 
So I say we hire ChatGPT to run the interviews, and I don't have to be around them. There you go. I love the twist of it. Yeah. Love that twist. I mean, we don't even need to do anything anymore because of ChatGPT. GPT wrote the questions for this interview. Oh, my God. (laughs) Did they really? Yeah. Oh I, we God. actually, they really thank you, like, OpenAI. We did this us five us minutes GPT. before you guys got here. We asked ChatGPT. I said, "Today we're hosting a podcast, and we need some interesting questions to help us. Can mm. you write five questions that I could ask the guest about making great content for social media?" Wow. Question one: What strategies do you use to create engaging and shareable content on your social media? <laughs> it's really scary because you used to read a paragraph and be like, "That's obviously how you know human thought." And now it's not. Correct. I mean, it's just crazy. It's like predictive text, like on your iPhone, but on or mm-hmm. or Android, but on steroids. <laughs> it's absolutely exciting and crazy. And I'm excited for the battle of it. So like how obviously now in school you can people would be like, Oh, great, here's my essay. And then the one kid who was like, actually, I'm gonna create a software that can tell if you used chat GPT. And I'm like, wait for the battles to continue. Yeah, that's no, what I'm sorry, excited GPT, about. If they do, if they somehow do get it, ChatGPT four is just going to crush them. Yeah, I'm yeah. excited I, to see. I, it. I can't let's, tell the difference. Let's fight. You know, yeah, I can't tell right. the difference. And I bet you, I want to see their error rate between actual text mm. and it misfiring and thinking it's GPT. Yeah, because it's just so good. It's so good. If you're in marketing right now, just stop. Your career path (laughs) needs to be shifted right now. You have to become an expert. Gabby and I were talking about, uh, what was it, Buzzsprout? Buzzsprout. Buzzfeed. Buzzfeed. Uh, GBT is going to be um, basically kind of replacing like breaking news reporters for Buzzfeed. Like Uh they're going to start, Buzzfeed is going to start using that chat GBT. And, um, I was just thinking, like, yeah, I feel like all uh, as content creators, really, like we have the AI art, we have now, uh, you know, a writing software, and it's just like, what? It, it's just an existential sort of crisis for a creator um, because it's like, then what am I doing? <laughs> like, well, you're the director, now, right? And the director, yeah, yeah. You have to really shift yeah. the form. What it did was, is it took it from, and I, we were talking about this. With Josh, I said, rich people have always had chat GPT. Mm. I mean, wealthy people. Yeah. Right? I'm a king of a nation. I go grab that expert, go grab that expert, ask them questions. They tell me answers, go get that person, implement it. Mm -hmm. And so what it's doing is it's making us wealthier. It's giving Mm -hmm. us Mm -hmm. access to these tools and this productivity. It's about time. Right? (laughs) Yesterday, we found this tool, forget the name of it already. One of my team members did, and they showed it to me. And... You put your logo and your website into it and it digests everything. Mm-hmm. And then you select a series of images and it will just make you thousands of incredibly insightful and useful social media posts. Oh you just click download. Okay, yeah. Let's do that. Um, if you want to send that to us. Yeah. And it's well branded <laughs> and it's it's bonkers. We don't need Gen Z anymore. Thank yeah. you, yeah. GPT. <laughs> we are good. Right? Yeah. That's, yeah, that's wild. Um yeah. Right, yeah. So are you going to use it moving forward? Yeah. Is this We're gonna... implementing it into the company. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's going I to streamline this. everything. Yeah. It's going to change so many things for us. And the, what, what I really want is people who know how to use these tools really well. Mm-hmm. You know, Come tell us. We were just working on it before Josh got here. What type of prompts do we need to get mm-hmm. the correct questions for 
show notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Topics you want to cover, I'd say, and you know, right now our current thought is we'll enter in your bios, the the guest bios, mm-hmm. a little mm-hmm. bit about their industries and experience, and just tell ChatGPT that we're going to have a conversation with this, you know, main topic or what would the best topic be. Yeah. And then you ask for questions related to those topics, and you just drill down and talk back and forth to it. Mm-hmm. Wow. And now you have an incredible prep. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm excited and nervous to see. So right now it's free, but mm-hmm. eventually I think they're going to get you hooked. Everyone's addicted. Mm-hmm. Now we depend on this. This is our life. Mm-hmm. At some point, there's going to be some sort of cost to it, right? There like, already is, yeah. Yeah, so This is just that, a free beta. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm, I'm like, what's that going to look like? And that's what I want to see is yeah, it's going to have to, you're, I mean, you need it now. Yeah. I need it. <laughs> so the couple positives, the first one is it's going to be vastly cheaper than a person. So mm-hmm. it will allow you two to act like a media company 10 times your size with your current mm-hmm. resources. Mm-hmm. Secondly, mm-hmm. it's going to be pennies or fractions of a penny. You can mm-hmm. see Microsoft last week released their paid mm-hmm. version, and it's mm-hmm. incredibly cheap. Wow. And okay. then a couple people have reported that OpenAI has come up with pricing inside of their technology. So they only rolled it out to a few people, but I believe it was... It was some large amount for 40 bucks a month or something nominal. Yeah. Hmm. So for those listening, we're no longer hiring for marketing <laughs> at this time. We've got it covered. Um, but we have free internship programs if you are Gen Z and know how to. We're really good know, on, the, on TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. So the departments uh, yeah. will just shrink. Yeah. Right. Instead of you having 20 people in marketing, you're going to have two. Yeah. Right. Right. I mean, I think for a lot of people, it's a huge benefit, but for some people that you know, that is your career path. That's what you've been doing. You really have to now figure out figure what, out what, you, what are you going to do. do? Mm-hmm. You have to try harder. I think it's like, you know, like <laughs> professional soccer players or something. Like you work really hard. You're a professional soccer player. You make it to the Olympics or a gymnastics person. Then you turn like 17. What do you do now? Then you have to be a coach. Well, how are you going to do that now? You have to really just change your whole life. Instagram. Instagram. <laughs> So you, I feel like you have a very optimistic view of this. Oh yeah, I have a pretty uh, cynical. Oh, I'm, okay. I'm a little, I'm a little. Well, I, and this is how I approach a lot of things, which is like another thing, yeah. <laughs> another conversation for another day. But um, like it, it's, it's cool. Like I totally recognize all those benefits, but I'm at the same time a little scared because like it just seems so. It, like it's really cool that like we're there with that tech, right? Um, but there is for me a little bit of this obsoleteness that as a creative person myself, I feel like, you know, a little bit like, well, my magic sauce is being taken by artificial intelligence now. And so, um, yeah, how do you transform that? And then it's like the next step of just exponential growth of AI. And like, what does that look like Mm -hmm. in five to 10 years it, you know, the writing uh, or uh, Kevin was telling me how it can write its own code. Co-pilot. Yeah. yeah. And crazy. like, what does that mean? It's and like, make developers you know, more efficient. 
They're yeah. going to be able so to see, create you're, you're so, I'm so optimistic I'm about optimist. it. I'm like, yeah. we're, we're going to be like iRobot eventually. Why am I? You better step up, Gabby, or <laughs> I will replace you as a co-host yeah, with ChatGPT. I'll help you write the code. Oh. There you go. <laughs> we'll see? model it my on nightmare. every past that's thing that she said. Gabby is um, my no longer true. not with us. And I'm, this is I'm our obsolete. exit package from that tech pod. We just wanted to, you heard it here first. She's got to earn her Chat Gabby. Chat Gabby. Chat G-A-B-I. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm optimistic because I know the end result. And the end result is ultimately we all end up inside of computers. And it's mm. just a delay between now and then. And if you want lo- a logic chain to follow, if you step back and let's say you live on Mars and you start watching Earth, right? Mm-hmm. So you're this alien. You're probably Elon Musk. You're at Mars. Mm-hmm. You're watching Earth. Mm-hmm. And you're watching what's happening from... Early 1900s, when we first get electricity, to today. And so what you have seen is this metal and the silicone emerge and sort of infect like a virus the planet. Mm. It actually does. If you look at the lights at night on Earth, it looks mm. this very mm-hmm. similar pattern to like a virus or some, or, or a growth, not this just is, necessarily This is virus. sexy. Describe it more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Viruses. That gets, the, that gets the mood going. So what, will ha- what you see is this pattern of silicon emerging, mm-hmm. right? And I thought you were going to make a joke. Mm-mm. No? No. I'm keeping it, I'm <laughs> okay. keeping it together Keep right it now. It's yeah. really difficult. It's, it's yeah. impressive. There was a lot that I was like, just don't, just, don't, just let don't. him get his thought out. Okay. Silicon emerging. <laughs> and, but sure does. you see the electronics mm-hmm. come about more. You mm-hmm. see the lights come about more. You see them get smaller and closer to your body. Mm-hmm. Usually, I, I think we like it the opposite. When it gets closer, we want it to be a little bigger. Is that, no, <laughs> but I guess you're doing something I'm talking wrong about if it like gets heart, smaller when it gets heart closer. Stents. Uh, now my children can't heart, listen to this. Did you heart stents? Heart stents, oh, or, heart stents or you know, okay. things, mm-hmm. device, medical devices that they're putting inside of your body, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just a matter of time before that becomes elective. Yeah. With the neural links, mm-hmm. and so now we're merging. So we're essentially watching this pattern of the emergence of technology. Connecting and getting closer and closer. Look at this. We got more power than mm-hmm. the computing of the entire Earth in the '60s, right in our hand. It just right. the, it gets yeah. smarter and closer, smarter and closer, mm-hmm. smarter. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do, it's not really that hard of a leap. You just say, okay, just let that go for another hundred years. Mm-hmm. Where are yeah. you? Yeah, they're in the computer. You, you and the computer are indistinguishable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so you're. So that's the end point. So ultimately, yeah. we're gonna go on the computers. I mean, I hope I get in like a Mac. Uh, Me too. Like, that's kind of where I'm like, like you know, I don't, want, I don't want to be on just a standard a PC. PC. That's why God no. sent Steve Jobs. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we made your home in luxury. There you go. Doesn't Do you crash. think that? So that's really interesting. Do you think that our endpoint of being in the computer or being computers is more of like a com- combination of continuing the like stents in the heart or Neuralink? Or is it like we're going to be more so in a virtual reality sort of deal? You mean the metaverse? Yeah. Well, yeah. But like a hundred year from now version of that. Yeah. I think in a hundred years, you probably have 80, 20, you'd have 80% of the people inside of the computer. Mm. And then you would have some name like the landers, like people that walk mm-hmm. around on land or That's something That's going to be that. Gabby. Yeah. Gabby's like, Blander. I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not interested. Yeah, I'm not going in I there, said guys. I was pessimistic and I meant it. <laughs> The rest of us are like volunteering. We're like, yeah. okay, yeah. see ya. I'm going to build a code so you can't change So then your what mind. does the outside world, uh, this is so interesting to me. I love these conversations. What mm. is it? Yeah, like, it's like, and how do you power that? I guess it's like, 
the matrix. Oh, the robots like, will be able to create yeah. themselves and then right. mine themselves and recreate mm-hmm. themselves and, mm-hmm. you know, self-replicating robots. Mm-hmm. I do think yeah. Keanu Reeves will be there, though. I think he like, will. Too. I, think I he, hope he's there. I th- I think Keanu Reeves may be actually he like may an actually AI be a bot. robot. That dude yeah. doesn't age. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that is kind of true. Yeah. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is going to be around for a long time. If you're listening to this, it's been like a hundred years from now, right. and you're like, "What do you mean, Keanu Reeves is 30. <laughs> he's been that age for a while. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's a really nice guy. So if but you're if, listening, Kiana, come on, really nice off our too. podcast. But if and if robots are self-replicating, then like, then like what? Like and if they can Tons have Kiana's like their own thought or like yeah, like discern thought or and stuff like that. Like what makes a human human then at, at one point? You know what I mean? Yeah, we're that's what I think we're on the path to discover. And that's what mm. that's where the battle is going to be. So when the kids at school are using ChatGBT to write their essays that seem like they could have written these essays, how do you distinguish it? And that's why the one kid who was like, actually, I'm going to build something to tell the difference, ChatGBT is just going to keep fighting that battle, yeah. and you're constantly going back and it, forth. Um, I think the uh, scene uh, from the episode of The Office where... Um, Dwight is battling the computer. Oh, yes. I think that perfectly encapsulates uh, encapsulates everything that we're talking about right now because he's like trying to battle and sell more paper than this computer. So you think and, Chat GPT is a scam and there's 100,000 Pam Beasley's behind the scenes? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Steve Carell has been working on this for a very long time, and Gabby's from Scranton, so I actually am from Scranton. I am. She's known about this for a while, which is why she's pessimistic. Yeah, because I'm actually like, guys, it's a scam. (laughs) Chat GPT. You have to learn the skills. I'd say Mm -hmm. the biggest opportunity I see is when I see artisans discussing the fact that, oh, this is a sacred thing. You see all the people moaning and complaining and crying on LinkedIn. Mm. They built this on the backs of our creative. It's like, yeah. Mm. I, just, mm-hmm. I, I don't do LinkedIn mm. arguments much because I don't like to do a lot of arguments. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right. But I did share a perspective. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes I did myself say, on this one. This individual was saying that it's not right that a non-creative person can just go interact with this and Mm. it spit out creativity Mm. because it's an art and that was trained on their art. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, at the same time, you pay your water bill. Mm -hmm. You don't go collect and sanitize your water. You buy your food at the store. Mm -hmm. So the butcher would say, you know, you didn't slaughter your own animals, right? And Mm -hmm. the water person would say, oh, you didn't filter your own water. And you go and you buy housing. And that's what we have done since the beginning of time. And we're always building on previous innovations. So Mm -hmm. every single time this happens, you get the, you know, all the way to the the example of the horses and the automobile, right? You always get the people in the industry. And there's two types of people. Because one of my first projects helped me realize this. We had gone into a, a real estate company and reduce the size of a department through a software we created. Rachel, I think I heard this on this podcast, Modern CTO. Yeah. There was this episode. I'm pretty sure I heard it. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. With that tech pod, the collaboration episode. Oh, yeah, that yeah. Was the that was a good one. That was yeah. good. I got a really good rating. I love that one. Yeah. Tech pod, yeah. podcast. Kevin roasted me at the end, but it was good. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. He's a killer. Yeah. And now I forgot what I was saying. Josh, back to you. 
Yeah, what's up? Joel was talking about his uh, real estate software. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. So there were two types of people Josh. in the department. There <laughs> were the Josh. people that were curious and were like, oh, this looks so efficient. And it's going to be great. And it's going to do so many awesome things. I was like, great. You're pleasant to be around. Come here. I'll show you how to use it. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, the people who did that were the only ones left. Mm-hmm. They were excited about it and they embraced it and they saw that it was going to automate things and they wanted to yeah. understand it because they saw their job at risk, Yeah, but they mm-hmm. weren't pessimistic about it. They didn't go home mm-hmm. and complain to their spouses about it. They mm-hmm. said, I got to get curious. I got to figure this out mm-hmm. because yeah. this is coming. And right, it did. Right. And they were the ones that were left. And the same thing's happening with GPT. You think I'm not nervous? When I was going back and he forth does with look this, scared. if you're watching on YouTube, <laughs> yeah. you can tell the beard yeah. makes me never look scared, but it's okay. <laughs> also, Gabby, I'm pretty sure he's actually just roasting you right now. This is your I roast. Feel a little targeted, and he was like, "The people that are kidding. pessimistic." Oh. Gabby. <laughs> it took me a second to catch on. Me, me. That's no, right. no, but it's okay. I get but it. But the reason why I say it is so that you have the opportunity to retrain your brain. Right, you yeah. can say mm-hmm. whenever I feel like that. You think I didn't feel like that when I saw this? I mm-hmm. thought, what's going to happen? I'm not scared on the week to week, but I am mm-hmm. scared on the three to five years because mm-hmm. chat GPT can have better collective knowledge than, than me. Mm-hmm. It can come to a point where it will have a visual representation mm-hmm. that is indistinguishable and the a way it will be able to articulate itself audibly will be indistinguishable from a human. Yeah. And now you can have this robot that you can't tell is a robot Mm-hmm. Doing sales calls, you can we have, have that already. Yeah. There's a lot of deep fakes of us that we're constantly like, yeah. "That's we have to constantly not us." Say that all the time. Someone is impersonating us. Yeah, yeah. it's weird. So when that happens, yeah. what's going to happen with us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I just then went and talked to an astronaut and learned how to deal with trauma. And then <laughs> I'm not surprised by that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so anyway, our next guest is from NASA. Tom Marshford. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So how did how did you learn to like what did he say? <laughs> yes, yeah, so this guy would helicopter into like yeah. blood baths oh essentially and save lives and deal with wow. ridiculous like in a street where there's car accidents and mangled everything, saving lives, getting people on helicopters and yeah. out of there and doing surgeries on them. And wow. he's just said, stomach you have to have yeah. to be an astronaut. Well, he did that, and then they suggested that you become an astronaut. Somebody mm. suggested that to him, so he's like, okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, naturally. Yeah, and he explains the whole process on the on the mm-hmm. show. So if you want to become an astronaut, Tom Marshburn, listen to him. But cool. the the takeaway advice is when the more trauma that's happening, the smaller you make your world. Mm. So if you, there's mm. an immense amount of trauma, all you do is focus on the one next move that you have to make. You're not thinking mm-hmm. about that's anything other than draw. the next move you have to that make. That is honestly beautiful. We'll put that quote in our book. Can you quote me saying it yeah. and not Tom? Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. well, we're going to put like... <laughs> Quote GPT. We'll, we'll do Tom. <laughs> we'll do Tom via Joel. Tom via Joel. There yeah. you go. Yeah. What else do people uh, want to know about creating content? Honestly, I think that's an incredible question. And to me, it's asked wrong. It's not what else do they want to know about creating content. I think it's more what are people doing wrong when creating content? What that's, are they doing wrong? That's what I want to know. I'm asking you that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think? Oh, well, I haven't thought a lot about this, so it'll be not a great response. (laughs) Twist. The the thing that they're doing wrong with... Let's talk about the thing I see that's wrong with most podcasts, especially business podcasts. Mm. A a business will come into an industry, let's take security, and they'll say, hey, I'm a billion-dollar security company, and I'm going to go do a podcast. And then they'll want to talk 
about their product and interview different mm-hmm. people inside their company mm-hmm. and all of that. And they want to name the podcast the name of their company. Mm-hmm. That is the, the quickest recipe for failure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the people who get it right are the people that understand the concept that you figure out, you decide who your audience is. If you can't decide, you pick the top 20% of your best customers and you say, that's mm-hmm. my persona. Mm-hmm. And then you figure out what in the marketplace is is going after their attention? Who else is going after their attention and how are they doing it? Mm-hmm. What's the length of their content? What's the style? How are they promoting it? What's Do a competitor analysis across the market of who's going after their attention. After you do all that, you look back and you say, where's the white space? Or where is there someone doing something that's taking off, but they're doing it really poorly and we could do it 10 times better? And then you start to build your show in that space. And you, as long as you keep the audience and value going to the audience at the root of everything, it'll work long term because people are listening for a reason. Joel, you didn't even need us on this podcast. You just <laughs> handled it yourself. But I, I want to not only agree, but I think the key takeaway, in my opinion, is adding value. Yes. I think when you're looking at content, it is like everybody who comes on the podcast before we actually talk to them live and before we hit record, we say to them, I know this is your big moment because they want to talk about themselves. They want to talk about their company or their product. And they, everyone thinks like when I hear myself talk, I'm just like, wow, I'm incredible. Um, everyone feels that way. And uh, thankfully, everyone I'm feels everyone. that way. Um, but well. so, so we try to say, listen, like we think you're great. That's obviously why you're on the podcast, but we want to really talk about this specific topic and and make sure it doesn't turn into an entire sales pitch because that's not what this is. This is mm-hmm. not your time to have an ad. This is your time to get on and actually educate us and dive deeper to us on something and help us get something of value out of it because we feel if we want to talk to them, then other people will want to hear what they have to say. And yeah. I think that when it comes down to content creation, it's actually thinking about, would you want to hear this? Does this add value to you? Do you think this adds value to others? Because sometimes Gabby's like, no, I hate e-discovery. But she has to step <laughs> back and say, but Some I can see like yeah. the value that it would mm-hmm. give to other people. So let right. me try to take a step back and, and look at that. And I think that's the biggest thing is adding value. And just to add... Quickly, um, some value. I, I think add some value to that. Um, <laughs> no, and yes, to, yes, and um, I think if you're not like super enjoying what you're doing as a content creator, then then no one else will really enjoy it. So, like, you know, take some of the science brain maybe out and just be like, are you? Do I am I having fun? Mm-hmm. Like, do I like what I'm doing? Do I like chatting with Laura for however long? Do I like? Do you have Kevin choice? judging us? ChatGPT will replace you. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and if the answer is yes, then I think you're doing something right. And I, and I think that's another reason why we, at the beginning, when Kevin didn't come on the end, we would just talk about it afterwards. Like, how did we feel about it? And I think it was a really interesting change for our podcast when we started incorporating Kevin, because we're talking to the guest and Kevin, like we are right now, is listening and judging. And so it is great when he comes on and he's like, Actually, you should have asked A, B, and C because that would have been more value. And we're like, thanks, Kevin. You're not supposed to roast us. Um, (laughs) But he will say things that we're in the conversation, we're in the moment, and he is listening from a different perspective. So it's great afterwards to get Mm -hmm. a different perspective. And sometimes he 
will say, actually, I looked up this entire thing that you guys were talking about, and now we need another episode because it's all wrong. Or, you know, that doesn't happen often, but it's good to have and good to know. Where did you find Kevin? Oh, man. On the street. Uh, He was just walking aimlessly, and and we We picked him up. He looks smart. Uh, No, actually, Kevin was the CTO of a company I worked at forever ago. And when I went to work at this company, um, and this is a real story, and it's why Kevin and I have some problems. Um, (laughs) I applied, and I went on this interview, and there were uh, several other people outside of Kevin who were all like, we want to hire her. Everyone wanted to hire me. I'm really flattered by it, except Kevin. He was like, absolutely not. (laughs) We are not hiring her. Like, this is a tech company, and I don't think this girl can cut it. I don't know his words, but he was like, absolutely not. Thankfully, everyone else said yes, but I knew Kevin rejected me. So I was like, okay, Kevin, we work together now, and you may be my CTO, but I'm going to prove to you this was a mistake. And then uh, he wound up— Hiring was the mistake? Rejecting. No, re- rejecting oh, okay. me. But, I uh, hope but it did. It did it but then it, it he confusing. went to a different company, um, and from there, when he left, it was. Did, did you ever see Jerry Maguire? Yeah. You know, and he's like, "Okay, who's coming with me?" Kevin didn't <laughs> do that at all. He was like, "Okay, bye." And I was like, "I'll come. I will come with you, Kevin." He was like, "No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay." I was like, "Kevin, I will be there." Kevin was like, "I'm moving to Ireland," and I was like, "Me too." <laughs> So um, followed him there, went to that company, and then uh, from there we both ended up leaving that company. And we di- I didn't follow him anymore because I was like, we're we're good now. I've <laughs> proved myself. And then Kevin followed, followed us, us, yeah, and was like, I really like the podcast. And I was like, mm, how the tables have turned. <laughs> Ooh, look at us now. So, is yeah. this your full time job, Kevin? Uh, no, I do this as a, a side side thing. But it's interesting though, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When that happens, it will happen. Yeah. I mean, we have Chat GBT on our side now. Yeah. So, how many episodes are you into your show? So we have uh, Tuesday episodes that we release every Tuesday. Obviously, the Tuesday, and then we have bonus episodes. So people are confused by this because we will say, which is true, we have over a hundred episodes. But if you look. Uh, under our like recent episodes, it'll be like episode 95. And they're like, that's a lie. And I'm like, it's not a lie. We don't label <laughs> our bonus episodes. So incorporating both, we have over 100 episodes. Oh, nice. And I guess we're almost at officially 100 with our um, like Tuesday episodes. Yeah, so. we're, yeah. We're but this yeah. might be our 100th episode. Yeah, it might be. You know, who's to say? Ooh. And if we talk yeah. to chat GBT, because I can't stop talking about it, I'm just going to be like, yo, tell everyone it's our 100th and <laughs> people will know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. What are you at? Like your 4,000th episode <laughs> or 40,000? Uh, Josh? <laughs> yeah. Want to give an accurate count? And he was just like, sure. <laughs> I mean, let, me, let me tell you. Josh has given an accurate Yeah, tell count. us the truth, Josh. The truth is that we're in episode 598. This might be episode wow. 600, oh. actually. Oh, there we go. Oh, my God. We are at Landmark Moments Together. Wow. Wow. Numbers. This is beautiful. What an honor. Yeah, it really is. Our first time together at this exact landmark. I knew we'd have our first time together. Content content creators. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Content creators. What would you tell people who are professionals that watch other content creators and they think about doing it, but they never actually... Do it. They don't. They don't step foot 
out into the world. They don't start speaking at conferences. They don't start writing in their industry. They this don't is depressing. What would you tell to them? Be better. Get out there. Yeah. Stop getting in your own way. You're mm-hmm. a failure if you allow yourself to be a failure. And you're going to succeed if you decide that you're going to succeed. Just go for it. Yeah. I, I will quote um, Michael Scott. <laughs> of course. Welcome uh, back to the quoting uh, Wayne Gretzky. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, right? Yeah. But I mean, as cheesy and dumb as that is, I mean, like it's true. Like, yeah, like life is just so short. Um, if you are dreaming of doing something, the best way to do it is just putting yourself out there. And as scary as that is, I mean, yeah. we did it, and now we're in this um, cool studio space out in the woods. An hourish outside of Nashville. So, so if like, you are that, hearing this, this you. and you haven't heard from us since, <laughs> yeah. please. You know send that we help. were shot trying to enter into a, uh, a unlocked house. Yeah. yeah. The, the other thing is, it's like you might as well do it now because your job's going to be replaced by AI soon anyway. Yeah. So like, get right. out there and do it while you can. <laughs> yeah. You know, hustle quickly. This is your time. Now, had you? found value in talking to a hundred people. I don't know, were you in sales before? Did you talk to a lot of people before? Uh, yeah, I'm constantly talking to people. <laughs> what I about you it. though? I love it. No. no. I, not that I didn't find value. I, I was not in sales. <laughs> Absolutely found no value. Did not talk to millions of people at a time. But um, I, uh, no, absolutely. I've I've been surprised doing this podcast. Because I came in and I'm like, I don't like, this stuff you know what I mean like I'm not a tech person although I needed I need to call you out Laura I love you before we started recording Laura this is a very true story she said to us do you guys know how to put your phone on silent this literally happened today like and we showed her how to put the phone on silent I learned a lot you know and um tech is hard tech is really hard uh but I uh I've really enjoyed there, don't get me wrong. Some conversations are just not for me. Maybe more for you and the e-discovery world. But um, I've had really, really interesting conversations with people, and I've I've learned so much. And I didn't didn't think I would get that much out of. Out would of, you do it again? Yeah, for sure. What, what about you, Joel? I hadn't talked to many people at all before I started the show, mm. so it changed my entire perspective of people as a whole. Mm. Yeah have to figure out how to talk to people and then I was saying that at a conference and somebody came up to me and after and said there's this book called speak to 100 people I'm Mm. that's probably not the title but it's something like that Mm -hmm. and it talks about how if you want to get to know how to interact with people have a meaningful conversation so at the checkout doesn't count right at the grocery store Mm. sitting down and having a conversation about something do that a hundred times and you'll have an entirely different view of, of how the world works well, we've done that. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if like the view has made you pessimistic though. Is that why? Is it the all the view. people we talk to? Your view oh, in the world? some people have definitely scared me in terms of like um, AI, futuristic, and data privacy stuff. Yeah, but it's also really, really cool. It's like a there's there are scary things and also cool, hopeful things, um, yeah. which I think is like makes it interesting to keep discussing and talking and learning about. Well, you yeah. ultimately die. So it's like, <laughs> let's party on the in-between. Debatable, like oh, a yeah. can of I know, that is true. Or if yeah. we could figure out like that Black Mirror episode to 
uh, put our consciousness in. Uh, yeah, that's the ultimate. The cloud. Mm. That's, that's where we're going. Yeah. Consciousness yeah, we'll be in there. the cloud. Can't we'll wait. <laughs> Are either of you actively managing a team? Do you have direct reports in your yeah. life? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, we're boss bitches. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, just a shout out to somebody that we boss around Kevin. Kev. Kevin. Sorry, Kev. <laughs> How do we do, Kev? <laughs> Did you guys want Kevin to judge you at any point? Yes. Uh, yeah. Can we bring yeah. Kev on? Yeah. Yeah. Can, can, can pass the mic? Yeah. yeah let, let Kevin oh, take your there we there go. You go. Kevin, welcome to the show. Welcome. Thank you. Welcome, Kevin. So, Kevin, you've been listening this entire time to everything that we've been saying. Can you give us your feedback? Give us your thoughts. What do you yeah. What do you think? It's been really interesting. Uh, obviously, first, please thank you for not murdering us uh, in the woods. I was, <laughs> You're you know, we were definitely a little concerned, but Shout out um, to no, survive. I actually think this has been really interesting because, um, you know, obviously the content we we are very conscious of it, but I think some of the folks out there, you know, don't really thinking about it. And I think one of the things we've really done is that we've done well is the side of it where we've actually come in and we've you know done something different and done something that is you know um, pretty unique in our industry and not done the sales pitch and not done the you know the over you know um, you know the very sort of industry standard podcast. And so I, for me, that piece of it is big. Um, you know, the thing that I do think is interesting when we're talking about, you know, some of the AI and all, I'm not as worried about um, the the AI replacing a human per se, but I think it's going to be a human with AI that's going to ultimately be the thing that is the next, you know, iteration. Um, you know, for me, that's the big piece of it that I think is kind of missing. Um, you know, and so there are going to be certainly industry pieces mm-hmm. that are going to be replaced. You know, again, a low-level marketing person, a, you know, entry-level accounting person type of thing, you know, that could, that could be easily replaced, um, you know. But I think the the side of this that I do think is interesting is the separation. You know, the folks who rise to the top are going to still succeed. Um, you know, the, the the folks who are not, you know, the um, you know being, um, you know, who are making it a lot harder to uh, automate themselves. And so for me, that's the piece that I think is really interesting um, and definitely you know kind of the exciting side of this. You know, for the for the people who are not achieving, right? Yeah. Exactly. We just do like a Hunger Games thing with them. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. obviously, you hope that they, you know, we don't have the Hunger Games with them, but you know, I think it'll yes. happen naturally. I do think those folks, the who, Hunger Games no. situation, will happen naturally. I no, no, no. So. I feel like I the folks so. who would normally come out of, you know, happen. account, you know, uh, you know, accounting classes or you know, a, a marketing program, um, you know, that do, you know, that are kind of like coasting, will have to find something else to do. I do think that is, you know, sort of the natural, you know, evolution of this. You know, it's it used to be the big joke that you know anybody who graduates from medical school becomes a doctor. You know. You know, I think they're going to be, you know, folks who aren't going to necessarily make it automatically, right? There isn't going to be that, you know, kind of default option. I think we're seeing a lot more in certain industries. You know, I, again, I come from a e-discovery background, and so you see it in the legal industry. You know, you no longer can just automatically get a job. You have to rise up. You have to be the best of the best. And I think that's going to start being more pervasive in more and more industries. Um, and I think that's the big shocker that for for folks. And so for me, that's kind of, um, you know, my opinion of it. But I so I, hopefully we're not going to have to necessarily. Like Hunger Games folks out, but <laughs> I think it will, you know, be sort of a, you know, the, a dog eat dog. The folks that rise up will succeed, and the folks that don't um, won't. I fully agree, and I nominate uh, Kevin as game master. Oh, hell yeah. awesome. <laughs> perfect! So I, as long as I get the cool hair haircut and the cool <laughs> yeah. suit, I'm in. Oh, that's great! Thank you so much for listening. And if you found this episode useful, please share it with a friend or a colleague who you think would get value from it. And if you have topics that you'd like to hear discussed on the podcast, either add me on LinkedIn or send me an email, joel at moderncto.io. Every time I get an email or LinkedIn message, it absolutely makes my day and inspires me to keep going.